Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my co-host, John. Hello, hello. So, Logar, your your party went all murder hobo in town, and the uh, authorities chased them out into the wilderness, and they found a cave to hide. And we're going in. We're going in. We're going in. But now they're cornered, and nowhere to go but down. How do you create a cave system for that how do i create a cave system for it yeah like like uh in game on the fly on the fly you need oh, to do that i don't know oh wait i've got a shelf full of books and i just found down crawl nice yes <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about down crawl uh which is a little zine here by aaron a reed i picked mine up i think on drive through rpg yeah, it's it's available on Drive Through RPG Print on Demand. I don't know if it's available anywhere else. I there's an itch.io page as well that I did find. So yeah, so its tagline is uh, "Serendipitous Adventures in the Weird Underworld," and it's kind of a um, little setting guide to create a procedural cave system with lots of generators and tools for the DM to create this kind of setting. I've got a thought about this zine. That's something I really like about it. I I got really excited about the whole uh, Dungeoneer's adventure. It was a Dungeoneer survival guide is what it was from AD&D. And I really liked that. And I tried to use it a lot. Downcrawl is what I wanted the Dungeoneer survival guide to be. <laughs> and, yeah. And it is. It's it's what I wish I would have gotten out of that, but didn't. Yeah. So it's the thing I like about it is it's procedural. Like, it is kind of a setting he gives like different maybe factions or different uh, groups of people you can run into and there's generators to make your own like different. so the setting itself the way they describe it like the underdark was something that doesn't appeal to me a whole lot when running in the past and I, i'm if you're playing dnd i'm assuming you're aware what the underdark is if not i'm going to tell you that it's like just a giant labyrinth of underground things that exist in the fantasy world not dungeons but like the caves and, and cities and civilizations of things like the drugar i think is how it's pronounced like the underground living dwarves and of course that's where the drow have existed that's never been the most interesting to me but when i read down crawl and i saw the way that it's described and depicted like more of Alice in Wonderland and Pan's Labyrinth. Things are constantly changing and shifting. There's this fungus and mushroom thing going on all over the place that definitely does not shy away from the psychedelic aspect as well. I like it. It's a trippy, crazy underworld that's way more fantastical than anything I've seen with the Underdark. The flavor of it, it sparks my imagination reading through Downcrawl. I think it's great. I can't suggest this enough if you're going to be delving deep into the ground in your campaign, because that's something I, I've done. I've gone to the Underdark, but I've never done it in such a great way, and it's never sparked such imagination. Just that approach, that idea, this Alice in Wonderland, Pan's Labyrinth, uh, bizarre, twisted place that's constantly changing. It's even got procedures in there to make that happen. And it's more like, you know, the Underdark is more of like a very finite, almost like a mega dungeon, you know, and where this is just, it's infinite. Any direction, you're slinking down through slivers of cracks in the ground and holes and deeper and deeper you go and there's just there's no end to the spider web each little area what do they call each of those little 
areas. Um, so the areas you have like so the, it what it does is it takes uh, it makes a system of uh, running down. Let's see where's it at. It's vo- volumes and yes, volumes. journeys. So the volumes are like the encounter areas where you have like cities and civilizations and you'd be able to rest. And these places change. So if you're doing a hex crawl, expecting it to be there next time, the tectonic plates have shifted or whatever. Cave-ins have happened. There's a, you're going to have to find a new way through. You can go up or down. You can go sideways, back, forth, wherever, but it's going to change and shift as you're going through it. So the world is very dynamic in that way. And it gives a procedure, uh, like a, almost like a, uh, okay, a slightly crunchy-ish procedure for like using rumors and travel together. It's really cool. It will be easy to, to make it complex if you want to, or simple as a DM, just understanding what they're doing. And there's so much here to make your own world. And we probably want to, before this is over, we only got 10 or 10 more minutes left. We need to do some random rolling at some point. Yeah, I, I got, this, you off. I got <laughs> this fungal tape and op- a table open right now. So, but we can start wherever you want. But yeah, let's do the fungal table. What's so is that the 2d20 one or page 16? And it's a yeah, 2d20 to do some math here. I've rolled uh 19. Primary effect is plus d4 or plus one per travel roll. And the uh, travel roll is one of the kind of procedures that they have in this in this uh setting. So they have each one of these has a value of of what it's worth this is like what the fungus does essentially like like some of them gives you sharpened hearing major hear healing and it also has a side effect table the reverse primary if possible uh like so, stuff like uh, hallucinations which i don't necessarily think should be the negative side effect but hey, we're, <laughs> we're not going to split hairs hairs here <laughs> terrible nausea penalty on all rolls all kinds of stuff yeah and it also gives a table of fungal names so you can make them up. Yes, that's that's one of the um, random tables. Did you have any that jumped out at you? We could go into depth on the procedure of the actual um, down crawl itself. I read through a lot of it. It's, 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 there's areas where I'd want to reread it if I ran that, but I'd also think I would just kind of wing it really loose and, and, and make it a little lighter than it is, and it would work well. It also gives you... All these charts to create your own. What do we call those areas? It wasn't valleys. It was uh, volumes. 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 Yes. The volumes, are which are like the cities and towns and all those types of weird places you encounter. So it gives you a chart to create the inhabitants of and the actual places. I think we should mess with those. What page you on? So the generators start on page twenty-six, and twenty-seven is folk ideas. So you'd roll a 20-sided die and any other die because there's an odd and an even chart. Mm-hmm. So the 20-sided die determines on the chart which you're going to choose. The other die is just telling you if it's even or odd. So I'm going to roll on that. I got a 13 and I got odd because I rolled a 5. So 13 and 5. So I'm going to go look at the odd for number 13. And the folk ideas. Mental slash mystical connection. So it's it's two whatever. We keep, I think what you do is you just continue rolling. Um, so like here we have a... A D20 and an odd even in folk appearances. So I rolled six for my 20, and then I rolled even. So smells, overpowering, sweet, distinctive mimicry. So whatever these folks are, they smell real bad as part of their appearances. Yeah. Sweet. 
Well, say so they smell sweet. They have a sweet scent to them. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> and then the next chart gives you a table of reputation. What their reputation is. Why don't you go ahead and roll? They've got some kind of, what was that, a psychic connection? Is that what I rolled the first time? All right. I rolled 11 odd. Tastemakers. Oh, these are the, uh, that's what these are the pop, popular folk in the... Uh, that's the sweet smell. They smell like cakes and treats. <laughs> okay. It's not a bad smell. <laughs> They're the taste makers. It's like the flavor makers. They used to call the flavor makers factory here in Cincinnati area. It makes me think of it. You get this strong scent when you drove by. It was almost overpowering of something that would probably be good if it would tone down. Page 32 is, is the, the volume themes. Roll 2D8. You read it like a percentile, essentially. So the first number yeah. and then the second one, like a D66 chart. I got to get eight-sided dice out because I'm not prepared. You want to roll 1-1, one, one, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> the 1-1 one, one happens to be anarchy. I don't think they're actually talking about, like, anarchism, no, as in what, yeah. like, Mikhail Bakunin and, well, you and Emma Goldman were speaking of. But it's, that's the Murray DM's Bookchin. interpretation. <laughs> that's the way I interpret it. It's more yeah. Murray Bookchin than... Uh, then as people would assume chaos. Yes. <laughs> I got four and seven nomads. So wherever we are, they're nomadic folks. And there's all kinds of different, you know, there you can run into a necropolis, a failed state, rare magic, weird city. There's tons of different options. You want to roll on the table of terrain? Sure. That's a D100. I got a 51 giant, giant's terrain. So I guess this uh would be everything's kind of set up for the size of a giant giant's halls so here's the thing too would be cool is is these are giant tastemakers so you're going to be running into huge sweets and treats bigger than us i could run this fun adventure walk on the table and try to eat some of the the yummy pies set out <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's a quick interesting way to even if you're gonna you could do this on the fly if you're party is uh trying to escape the ramifications of their murder hobo ways or <laughs> you know it's a it'd be a good prep tool you know to give give sparks for you so then there, there's great tables of opportunities the different things that you can run into while you're traveling and stuff so when you're traveling it's got rules in here like like you don't heal at the same rate uh, spells don't don't only come back at like half their amount. If you're using fancy and magic and you normally recover all your spells, you're only covering half of them. Uh, so tra the travel aspect is rough and you're not able to rest well. So you got to get to one of these spots in between these. I keep on forgetting what they're called. I keep on calling them volumes. volumes. Vol volumes. It is volumes. Yeah. I am getting it. One of the volumes, as they call it, or the, the, the encounter areas, we'll say. And then there's traveling through the kind of difficult uh veins between them perhaps yeah and this this uh the so the table of opportunities and table of threats are really good at rolling it out no it's a d6 table so you can roll on the table of opportunities you get treasures shelter attack information resources and environment but under each d6 table there's more to roll on as well it's not just giving you treasure so i want to roll a table of opportunity I've got a white D6 and a red D6, and I'm going to roll them and see what they tell me. The white will be the first number I need, and the red one will be the second I need. I got a four, which is information, the type of opportunity we can get information for, connection to a plot thread in the overall campaign story. Now, 
information is used mechanically in here, like rumors and stuff as part of the traveling and finding where you're going. You got to collect rumors and, and like a rumor will give you a, a one to what you're trying to do. Essentially. And there's a whole system of this down crawl, similar to a hex crawl, but based on what you know and, and, and other things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Another table of threats as well. Let's see what kind of threat we run into. We get okay. some information. I'll roll on that one. So the first is a one threatened treasure Ooh. and a one currency, a toll, tax collectors, coin eating fiends, gambling den, muggers. So something's going to threaten all of your treasure and your currency here. Yeah. So the giant taste making. Uh, <laughs> well this is between this is this will be the oh this is well, they, yeah. they, well they set this up is while a, we're traveling there they set up a toll <laughs> because we forgot to pay for all the muffins when we left their their area <laughs> it's got a lot of other good charts as well like npc generators um it's got example folk for different it's also got like like where we're rolling with the folks so it's got all these different crazy races it's very much telling you to make your own stuff out of this with the charts and kind of come up with stuff and it helps you to do that the table of uh there's a ta table of challenge contexts and like there's various different encounters and places laid out in small little bite-sized chunks to get you going so you might not even want to roll one up every time maybe there's one there you like and that's where the, the party's going to end up at or where you're giving rumors about really useful lots of world building type stuff and creating your own deal then there's oh there's also towards the end there's a random currencies what they're using in currency because currency and languages are supposed to change when you go from volume to volume yeah yeah so communication will always be an issue yeah this is probably i'm looking here about 55 pages of content and it's uh the art's all appropriate but it's all public domain it appears I'd really like to see Aaron Reed kind of take this idea, take this and flesh out a even a little bit more, maybe a little bit bigger book with uh, with even more th more stuff. Well, there's the Skycrawl book too, which is yes. it's got some similar yeah. stuff. And I would have to go over that at some point in time. You need to pick that up so I can do it with you. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. I, and 100%, I think that is as it's only 55 pages. It's it's not, I don't know if it's technically a zine because it's not saddle stitch. It is print on demand, so it's perfect bound, but it's A5 size, zine size, fits in my zines. So we kept it in the, with zine Thursday. I say the, uh, the size of this book is chocked full of great stuff. A lot of zines don't fill out that much information per page and give you that much to work with. It is good, decent. I'm probably going to be using this. Yeah, no, this is really good. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, you're right. It, it For the amount of pages, the size, the, the amount of content you get out of here, useful content is really uh, a real value. That's about all we've got time for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. We're on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We could really use the support on our Patreon patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards and keep those dice rolling bye-bye